Matt Chinetti from CFL on TSN. Morning, Matt. Welcome back to Sports 1440. Oh, not too bad. How are you guys? Doing good. Doing just uh, fabulous today. And uh, I guess they had the, the CFL free agency communications window open on the weekend. But would you agree that people are probably talking behind the lines uh, <laughs> many days and weeks before this all kind of gets going anyway? Well, if you watch, if you were taking a look at a Darius Pickett on X or Twitter or whatever, <laughs> he was pretty much talking to every team <laughs> in the background um, with some of his posts. Uh, this is, I think, something that you know it's it's taking a little bit of time to get used to because it's not it's not new new anymore. It's been around for seasons, but it's still, uh, it's still different in the in the CFL knowing that there's that quote unquote legal tampering period, but. Uh, but here we are. But you know the, the names that everyone wants to know about, specifically the uh, Matthew Betts and uh, Brady Oliveira. Uh, those are those big fishes, and uh, I imagine the teams that are very interested in them are going to be making some big pushes in the coming days. And Dalton Schoen as well, too, I guess. And but you mentioned Brady Oliveira. He, would he be your number one big nut in the bowl here, or what? Uh, when you look at it, Canadian um, uh, in a skilled position. Uh, the heir apparent to uh, John Cornish uh, and Andrew Harris mantle of being the top Canadian running back uh, and knowing the salary that can command. Absolutely. Now, Matthew Betts certainly being the defensive player of the year um, and setting the single season sack record for a Canadian is, is huge as well. Uh, and that's not to dismiss uh, Betts at all. Um, but productivity is, is, is a big deal. And this is still very much an offensive league and, uh, I would say that Brady Oliveira uh, just takes bets by a hair. Uh, although I'm sure he would, he'd probably take exception to that. But I, uh, I just think that knowing what Brady Oliveira did last season, um, that he's still in that realm with the prime of his career, uh, and he can offer so much not only running but uh, catching passes out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Some of the games that we watched him play uh, and, and really helped the Bombers out last season and Zach Calero specifically. Uh, I think that. Any team that gets him, uh, certainly not only does it uh, significantly improve their, their ratio, but also uh, you're adding a player who can do so many multiple things for you. Matthew Shinetti from TSN with us on Sports 1440. So, Matthew, what, what kind of salary and term do you think a guy like uh, Oliveira would command? Well, that's a, that, and that's a significant question here, because if you're looking at it from all the teams that, that would be interested in, and, and Certainly, you think that the Winnipeg Blue Bombers would love to keep him, but given where they are um, in the in the timeline of all the success they've had over the last four or five seasons, knowing the other salaries that some of their other big players, and knowing how significant their offensive line has been, and you mentioned Dalton Schoen, and their res- the receivers have been for Zach Caleros. Uh, are they going to have the money to go ahead and look at Brady Oliveira, who might be looking in, in you know, the upper 200s and 250s and, and north of that, uh, given, you know, that value, as I stated before, of being a Canadian and, and a ratio breaker. But that term is, is probably the most significant thing, too, uh, you know, given that we have kind of a, uh, an evolving uh, salary cap structure in, in the CFL and, you know, the, the idea of, of portions of that contract being guaranteed. And I... Uh, I don't know if, the, if there's a term that, that would be, especially the number that Brady Oliveira would be looking for, that any team would, would mm-hmm. want to swallow that easily. But I, I would imagine if Brady Oliveira is, is looking to move from a team, he would move from Winnipeg for a team uh, that is certainly going to offer him a nice chunk of change, 
but it's not a team that's going to offer him a, a one-year, uh, one-and-done contract. This is not a player, I think, that is going in the prime of his career, looking at his prime earning years, saying, you know what, I'm just going to leave for a one-year deal at you know two fifty, two sixty, or 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 what have you. I think he'd be, I think he'd be looking for a longer-term commitment in two or th- in in the two or three season range. Are, are you surprised, Matthew, that uh, maybe an NFL team just didn't take a flyer on him here for you know a look? Yeah. Running backs, as we we <laughs> as we know in the CFL and and certainly in the NFL this past year, apart from Christian McCaffrey, obviously, uh, and the amazing you know M, uh, MVP style season that he had, if, if if not for the great regular season that Lamar Jackson had, uh, they were uh, they were taking exception to uh, mm-hmm. certainly Josh Jacobs who made himself vocal and 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 those are the quote unquote running backs union that all kind of. Uh, came together over social media in the offseason. Uh, that is still a sticking point in the NFL uh, when you look at running backs as maybe their most replaceable skill position, that a running back has a handful of seasons in them, and then you're not going to go ahead and invest the same kind of money you might in a top-end receiver, top-end defensive lineman, even a top-end corner. I mean, you know, this is this is a position that is so vital, and yet you know, so many teams have often looked at it as that position that you can just take somebody out and put somebody else in. However, I look at the Canadian aspect of it um, and and know that that probably also doesn't work in Brady Oliveira's favor. There is nothing that I see in him um, in terms of the size, the strength, the speed, that he has anything less than anyone else in the NFL. But it is it continues to be the big difficulty for a, a lot of Canadians. Certainly Canadian Linemen have have done well in varying degrees, and there's been some Canadians in skilled positions. Certainly, we're seeing what, you know, I look at somebody like a Javon Holland has done with the Miami Dolphins. But in that running back position, in that skilled position, in those main offensive positions, it has it continues to be a, a difficult proposition for Canadian to break a break in. You know, Luke Wilson, you know, RTS and analyst, certainly part of that Super Bowl winning team with the Seattle Seahawks back ten years ago, is an exception. But a Canadian getting into a skill, uh, getting into an offensive skill position is a difficulty, and I think that works against Brady Oliveira. We are elevating our game for Ram Elevator and Lists with Matthew Shinetti, CFL on TSN. You mentioned him off the top, Matthew. Just uh, Matthew Betts, the probably number one defensive player. Do you see a landing spot for him? Could he stay in BC? And just the thoughts on him possibly returning to where it all started for him in uh, here in Edmonton. Um, you know, I, I, I that, that's the difficulty that that you look at when you're in these situations is 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 um, the the tug back to to where it all began, and I, I'm not I'm not entirely sure yet. Um, it is one of those things that uh, there are there are many surprises that could be thrown at you uh, at this time of year, and and that's one of them. If it happened, it would be it would be uh, great, but certainly uh, Edmonton is as. Uh, you can see the vibe has certainly changed uh, around the team. Um, this is a team now that that certainly is is looking to to bring in and make a push for talent, uh, and that uh, <laughs> is certainly a different narrative than what we were talking about nine months ago. Um, but it's it's going to be a, a very 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 competitive free agency. There's so many there are there are dozens and dozens and dozens of players on the docket now, and. Uh, uh, if that one goes through, it would certainly certainly be a big, big plus for Edmonton. You know, um, obviously, uh, you know, I've covered this team for 25 years, no, n- never seen anything like it, that what we've seen here in the last couple of years, Matthew. But um, I, I think that there's some 
changes coming forward that everyone believes that uh, hopefully they can get back to where where they were. How would you just assess, I guess, what they've done so far, I guess, with the, the big, big one being uh, McLeod Bethel-Thompson here? The one, the one thing I'll think about McLeod Bethel-Thompson coming back is um, he is, having watched him closely in Toronto, he is somebody who... Um, he commands a level of respect because of the journey that he's had in his career. This is somebody who walks into a room and everybody understands that he has fought for everything that he ha- has had in his professional football career. Uh, and he is, and, and he has that kind of leadership that can elevate a locker room and, and kind of coalesce and bring guys together. Is it the one, is it the thing that the, the Elks lacked? No. Uh, I, I was watching last season um, as they were going through, especially that, that home winning drought, mm-hmm. and he was just looking at one of those teams that uh, was having a hard time kind of figuring out that one little detail to win a play, that one little detail to win a quarter, that one little detail to win a half, uh, and then ultimately win a game. And, and, and that is a culture thing. And of all of the situations that I've seen in, in, in the time that I've been in the CFL and watched the league, it is the most disappointing situation to see, uh, you know, the once the the the, the headline franchise yeah. in the league have have the issues that it's had. But uh, knowing the the effort that's been put in in the off season, bringing someone uh, like McLeod Bethel Thompson in, uh, those aren't going to be steps that change everything, but they are going to be steps to to kind of create stability, and that's what you have to do. Um, because the one thing that I think if you look across the CFL, and, I, and, and, and this is what I point to the Montreal Alouettes in the season they had, um, that of, of anything else sh- should articulate to most that this is a league where all you need is a chance. All you need is a good vibe. All you need is that little bit of momentum. And watch what the Montreal Alouettes did last season. Uh, they, uh, no one expected them to win the Grey Cup. And, and they went ahead and had a franchise-defining uh, a franchise-defining season yeah. uh, for the first time in well over a decade. Uh, that had to happen to Edmonton too, and but it's having those those right pieces in place to create that momentum. And I I, I can definitely say after being around him, McLeod Bethel Thompson is that kind of guy. He is not going to break apart a locker room. He's going to bring guys together. But it's just one of many pieces that the Elks are going to need in, in, a, in what is going to be a very, very, very important season. So in, in your time getting to know MBT, Matthew, uh, how much can he help Trey Ford? And is there any chance that this could go sideways in the sense of, you know, this was Trey Ford's team at the end of last year? Um, just your thoughts on that dynamic. Uh, you can you can, you can can clip me and quote me on this. Okay. McLeod Thompson will not have any friction with Trey Ford. I watched him. Think, think about it like this. I look at the dynamic that was here in Toronto. Chad Kelly came up here, uh, was young, was, was, I won't say brash, but certainly wanted to go ahead and make his mark. Um, MBT kind of understood that. And, and, and their two careers couldn't be more polar opposite. MBT, the journeyman who's been to so many NFL training camps, has had so many opportunities. A guy who had spent at that point uh, a handful of seasons in, in the CFL, had been behind Ricky Ray, uh, had been trying to find his own uh, stability as a starter, had finally been become a guy, and here comes the, this young buck who is certainly trying to make an impression. And if anything, Chad, much of the success that you saw from Chad Kelly last year, especially in the regular season, 
is is attributed to McLeod Bethel Thompson and and the the kind of stewardship that he provided for a young quarterback like Chad Kelly and maybe um, some would say that you know in 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 those big moments uh, some you know last year in the East final uh, maybe Chad Kelly went away from a, some of the things that that a McLeod Bethel Thompson would have taught him but uh, MBT. Uh, will not have, have anything but a positive effect on Trey Ford because he'll come in with his ample experience, especially being <laughs> behind someone like a Ricky Ray, and he'll be able to articulate those things to a Trey Ford. And, you know, quarterbacks are never always going to be the best of friends, and I always kind of have a cockeye when, when guys tell me, oh, I, this is the, you know, backups especially, this is the best quarterback room I've ever been in, mm-hmm. and, and what a guy, and this is such a great partnership. What I usually find is the best respected are guys who don't ruffle don't rattle anything. They, 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 they understand what the structure is and they're willing to learn, they're willing to observe and they're willing to collaborate. And I saw that, especially towards the end of the season when the Argos went on their journey to, uh, to winning the Grey Cup and that's a credit to MBT and I suspect that he'll have the same effect with Trey Ford this season. Well said, Matthew. Just a quick one on soccer. Just I know you got your paws in a lot of soccer coverage at TSN. Anything top of mind uh, regarding the national team that you just want to kind of throw out there? Just uh, anything that we might be uh, interested out here? Yeah, you know what? Uh, certainly the uh, the Alfonso Davies situation uh, with 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 his knee. Um, you know, <laughs> I was sending a I won't say a, a flurry of texts, but I was sending a few texts to some people. Uh, to make sure that he was okay. And, and the response that I was getting back was uh, Bayern Munich will be handling all of the communications. So uh, it, it doesn't seem like it's a, it's a huge deal at this point. Um, he was having such a strong start, had scored the week before. But uh, with that Copa America playoff coming closer and closer at the end of March, and now it's, what, seven weeks away, uh, you want a healthy Alfonso yeah. Davies because I just want to remind everybody. Um, yes, they just announced all of the... Uh, the dates and the schedule for the matches of the 2026 World Cup, but Canada will face, if they qualify and they beat Trinidad and Tobago at the end of March, they will open the Copa America, which is the, which is the oldest international soccer tournament, typically with South American countries, but now includes North American countries. They will open that tournament against world champions Argentina in, and Lionel Messi in mid-June. Uh, so it's going to come at a lot of people quickly, but the healthy Alfonso Davies will certainly help Canada secure a place in the Copa America. Uh, but we've got a, a fun, interesting few months ahead. Hey, Matthew, thanks for that update on soccer and all your uh, insight on the CFL. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks a lot. Take care, guys.